Hi, this is Erica Monique, and I am the host and creator of Natural Soul Conversations, the platform for people that are black persuasion, that are melanated, however you want to call it. You know, right now we call ourselves black, African-Americans, Afro-Americans, a black first, whatever. If you look like us, this is the place for us, all right? We're going to talk about everything from pop culture to politics, science, finance, health, education, and you know we're going to talk about sticky relationships. Whatever it is, we're going to talk about it, and we're going to do it as a family. And you know, just like with our families, we might argue, we might not disagree, but we're going to do it as a family. We're going to keep it cute, and we're going to respect each other. So sit back, relax, and Let's have that conversation. Welcome back to Natural Soul Conversations. I'm your host, Erica Monique. And today I'm going to do something a little different. I have been talking with my good friend, Mr. Ed Brown. And though you guys haven't received the episodes yet, I think I'm just going to do like a mass dump and I'm just going to just dump them all at one time. Um... So you haven't gotten any new material, but it's coming. It's on the way. So anyway, I thought I would do something different or maybe do something that I've done in the past, which is uh, to give my thoughts, my impressions on things that is happening in our world today. And the one thing that I want to talk about is Astroworld. So, oh, thank you so much. I'm also streaming on a, a social platform called Bigo. So they're getting it live and you guys are going to get it in a day or two, <laughs> hopefully. Thank you. Thank you, Breeze. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. So here's the thing. You know, I think about it. I, I think about the situation. So we have been in lockdown for over a year now right? With the pandemic. Everything was locked down. Everything was put on pause. No concerts, no, you know, uh, outside events, no indoor events. I mean, nothing, no entertainment, no movies, no music, nothing. You know, we barely had restaurants and even those were pretty much shut down. So when this event, when this event presented itself, Astroworld, the Astroworld Festival. Now I know that there are other festivals and other uh, music events that are happening and that have happened before, but this was like a real major, huge event, right? Now I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I will say this. When I heard about it, I thought, you know, this might be a little too soon. <laughs> when you take something like you take liberties away abruptly from people um, and you have them on lockdown and have them restricted or confined for like over a year, the first taste of freedom that they get, the average person is going gonna, is gonna to go crazy right? They just, they're going to lose their minds. And this is what I'm thinking. We're talking about young people. We're talking about kids that have been, you know, been restricted from going to school, hanging out with their friends, uh, you know, I mean, doing those things that they would do during the summer, right? Like 
you know, if you happen to live near the beach or the lake, going to the, you know, the beach or the lake, going to the pool, going, you know, going to the mall, going to concerts, doing all these things. We haven't been able to do it. Now, some of us old heads like me, um, I'm indoors anyway. So it didn't, I didn't really feel the effects. I mean, I, I, I felt it when I went to the grocery store because, you know, you had long lines. But um, as far as my day-to-day activities and entertainment, I didn't, I really didn't feel the pressure. And I'm also not, you know, I'm also in a lot of cases, maybe two, three times older than some of these kids. That's just being real. Okay. So we have this big event that's going on. You got all of these people that are going to be, uh, performing. Uh, in fact, let me, let's, let's do, let's see who was supposed to be, who was supposed to, who, who showed up in the lineup. Let's see. Let's see. Um, um, where, where, where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? I had the information and then I lost it. Let's see. Astroworld lineup. Let's see. Let's see. So how do you say her name? Is it SZA? I don't know. That's what I'm going to say. So you had SZA, Lil Baby, Roddy Rich, Don Tolliver. I don't know if you made it or not. Toro, Emoy, Master P, Metro Boomin', Young, Young Thug. Uh, let's see. Who else? Um, um, wait, hold up, hold up. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, here we go. Um, Bad Bunny, Baby Keem, uh, Chief Keef, uh, Sheck West, Sofago. If I ever mispronounce any of these, uh, groups' names, uh, you know, charge it to the game. Okay, because hey, y'all should have names that people can pronounce. Uh, Tame Impala, Twenty One Savage, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Somebody I actually know. Uh, Maxo Cream and the Houston All Stars. Um, Tizo Touchdown. That was the lineup, right? Now I can do away with everybody except for Earth, Wind, and Fire, <laughs> because for me. Uh, Okay, for these kids, all this, all those other groups might be real music, but Earth, Wind, and Fire is real music. I mean, they have real musicians. You know, they actually sing, they actually dance, and put on a full show. So, you know, whatever. If I were to go, it would only be for Earth, Wind, and Fire, and then I would dip out. That's just me. But anyway, so um, you know, it's full of kids. It's full of kids, right? They go and, you know, they, they want to have a good time. They want to listen to some music. They want to listen to some little baby, I guess, Roddy Rich, you know, Scissor. Oh, I guess that's how you say her name. Young, They want to listen to these people. I get it, right? But something happens. Now, I assume, because I'm going to be honest, I've never been to a concert, um, that huge, um, I, you know, where, you know, people are just, it's like pandemonium. I've never been to, I've never been in that type of, of, of atmosphere. I've never been, um, it's never really appealed to me, to be honest. Um, so, you know, I am trying to be careful about, you know, my opinions going forward. 
Um, but you know, these are just my opinions. So I understand that when you have groups that, um, that that are right on the edge you know their music is you know it gets you it gets you hype right you know it gets you you want to charge and you want to you know you just ah right i get it i get it right you're gonna have that i mean you know people went crazy over the beatles people went crazy over michael jackson people went crazy over uh uh uh, Elvis Presley, for sure. People went crazy over, um, you know, just any any act really that you know has that kind of music that makes that charges you, you know. I, I and I do, I get it, but you also have to look at the fact that we've been enclosed for over a year. So you already gonna have a a, a, a heightened um, sense of or a heightened level of aggression. You know you're gonna have this pent up aggression anyway. If you're the type of person that has to be out in public and doing things out. See, for me, I was I I'm doing exactly what I always do. I'm in I'm at the house, I'm in the crib, I'm chilling, I'm watching movies, I'm cooking, you know, I'm talking. This is what I like to do. This is what I I pretty much like to do. I like small groups. But when I was younger, when I was 20, you know, I had to be out in them streets. I'm not going to lie. I was out in those streets. And if what happened in 2020 happened when I was younger. I really don't know how I would have responded because I absolutely had to be out in the streets and I was on the tame side. So I can imagine some of these kids, I mean, they, you know, but as somebody who, I think that the the promoters, the concert promoters, the talent, um, the city even, I think we really should have put more thought into this situation because um, this is this was never going to be like an average show how it was a couple of years ago. It was never going to be that. It was it was always going to be something that was on the fringe, something that was on the edge. What we didn't know is that people would be losing their lives. We didn't know that. Um, but it was almost like a recipe for disaster, to be honest. When I saw, when I heard what happened, um, I do what I normally do when I hear about events like this, I store it in the back of my head and I, I don't, I don't talk about it normally for the first day or so because, um, it's just a lot for me. I have to process it and it's just a lot. It's just a lot. Um, but it was like every, every, like every, every situation or every conversation I was having with people, they were bringing it up. So I had no choice but to enter into the conversation 
And what I found out was even before, um, before talking to several people last night, I I looked at the situation and I said, you know, um, this, there were lapses in security. There were lapses in, um, the crew, the stage crew, um, from the stage manager or managers on down, um, there were lapses in, um, I would say even, cause I, I believe like the police department had, um, officers on hand. And I think they even increased the number of officers. So did the security, but I really think that an honest assessment should have been made because, um, Again, we're this is we're just in different times. Now, when I saw the clip of the young girl climbing onto the tower and she's begging the 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 cameraman to stop the show, stop the show. This was my thought. Um I've run camera or I've I've been a camera tech. Um not for events that large, but, you know, for, for events, you know, um, I've run sound, you know, I've, you know, I've done quite a bit. I've been (laughs) acted as stage manager. Um, I've done a lot, um, with regards to, um, um, making sure that shows that a performance goes off without a hitch. Okay. Um, and being the the um, the help part of the of the performance, you know, being the um, you know making sure that you know that lights, you know, that the lights are where they're supposed to be, that they go on and that they go off when they're supposed to. Um, so I've you know I've run sound, I've been a cam on the camera crew, I've done almost all of it. And when I saw her beg him to stop the show, this was my thought. Well, he can't stop the show. He can't do that. But he can he can pass on information. Because you if you notice he had on he had on a headset. Now, during my time, when I've, when I have been on camera and I've had to, you know, it was, they were doing, the only reason why they are, they have on headsets because they, they need to communicate, right? And the only reason why they need to communicate is because they're doing live cuts, right? There is an editor probably or a director and he is saying, okay, pan left, pan right, zoom in, zoom out, do this, tilt this, tilt that, do this, do that, do this right? Because they're doing live edits, right? I read comments where people said, well, there were, there was just so much going on and he probably even couldn't hear what was going on in his headset. That's not true because he have to be able to hear in order to do his particular function when it's told to him. 
So if they want him to pan or whatever, he needs to be able to hear so that he can execute, you know, the move, right? Execute the action, right? And if he can hear, he can also communicate back, okay? And then let me tell you this. Um, sometimes you do have problems with your headset, right? So you always have a backup, right? Form or mode of communication, right? You always have a backup because you have to be able to communicate. And it's not just with the, the director or the editor. I mean, you know, there are things that's happening, you know, with the stage manager. He needs or she needs to be able to communicate with you. She needs to be able to communicate with everybody. You know what I mean? So I don't know what he could hear or not. But if he could not hear, that was a lapse. Okay? The job of the stage manager is not only to make sure that, you know, talent and, you know, and, 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 you know, maybe the band or whatever, that they are where they're supposed to be and do what they're supposed to do, that the music is, is being, is, you know, doing what it's supposed to do, lights, sound, everything's doing, but they're also making sure that everybody, all the little side pieces are functioning the way they're supposed to function. In addition to that, they're making sure that they don't have, that there's nothing that could interrupt or impede or impair the show, right? So that means um, security and safety issues. You see where I'm going with that? So the fact that things were going were so out of control that the stage man because okay and I know I'm jumping all over the place but just just because I I'm I'm still trying to work this out of my head. So the girl who climbed the podium and was trying to get the cameraman to respond, she said that they the Parts of the audience had had come together and they had they collaborated with each other to chant stop the show when the music died down. Okay? We know that happened because there are reports that Travis Scott heard that and even responded to it, but then continued with the show. Okay. At that point, the stage manager, whoever's running that stage, should have stepped in to see what was going on. And if it meant to pause the show, that's what should have happened. I mean, I've heard so many people try to justify. There is no justification for eight or more, because we really don't have, we have eight confirmed um, deaths, but we don't know how many people, this, this was a story that she told, which was very, very scary. She said that the crowd um, 
like they would just kind of move in unison. So if the crowd was was tilting or moving forward, then everybody did that. And if they moved back, then everybody did that. If they moved side to side, if they were just moving as one body, right? And she said, but in the middle, there was a hole. She didn't say a mosh pit. And I think even these kids, I think they know what that is. She said a hole. She said there was a hole and people were falling in the hole. And she said at one point, someone reached out to me. They reached, the, they reached their hand up, lifted their hand up for me to help them out of the hole. And she said, the only thing that I could concentrate on and think of was trying to keep my balance and not fall in the hole. I don't know if it meant, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it meant that that's where all the people have fallen. Like maybe there, it was a flat surface, but you know, there was a hole in that that space is where people were actually on the ground. I don't know what she meant. Um, but the way she told it, um, it made it sound like it was like, you did not want to get into that hole because, um, it was not good in that hole. And then she said, um, at one point I saw someone pass away in the hole. I'm 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 reading these accounts, you know, and I'm looking at them, I'm reading the comments also. And you know, there are people that are saying, well, you know, Travis Scott, he he couldn't have heard what was going on. But see, now we have accounts that he did hear, right? Um, you know, uh he can't be locked into what's going on because, you know, he, you know, adrenaline, adrenaline is pumping. And he's doing his show. But here's the thing. You should not be so carried away with any type of action to where you lose your humanity. Okay. And you don't know what's going on. Okay. Let's go back to the cameraman. Remember, I told you I've run cameras, so I know how this how it works, okay? The girl climbs up on the podium and she's frantic. You could tell, you can look at it, she's distressed. He like angrily waves her away and waves her away, and then he looks back into the view finder, whatever, um, into the, uh Oh, into the, um, the eyepiece to, um, actually he's looking at it like a little monitor to return back to his job of filming the show. Like he was so locked in to his job that he didn't even take a moment to register this girl's distress. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to be fair. I'm going to say, well, 
you know, there was so much going on. You know, maybe it took him a minute. But see, then there was a young man that climbed up. So now there's two people, two young people. And it's very clear that they're not on drugs. They're not what well, they may have been, but that's not that's not what you see. You see two people in distress. That's what you see. He was so locked into his job that he didn't register the distress on the girl's face or on the young young man's face. He returned to his job of filming the show. I had one um, commenter say, well, you know, I've run sound and I've run camera and all this. And, you know, I, I mean, it's not his responsibility. It is not his sole responsibility, but he does carry some responsibility. Yes, he does. As well as everybody on in the crew, as well as the talent that was on that stage, as well as security, as well as even the police officers. Because when you see that type of activity that uh, where the you just have these mounds of people. Now, remember, we're still technically in a pandemic. Okay. Or did we forget about that? I didn't see no mask <laughs> at all, <laughs> but you know, let's move on. Um, when they saw all of those people packed up in, in, you know, in, 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 in that mob, something should have been done at that. Now I understand things can get so out of control so fast that, you know, things are just spinning and you just, you know, I get it. So that means that there should have been better controls in the beginning. Right. So I was talking to my sister, right. And, um, my sister is an attorney, so she thinks she knows everything, right? And I said, you know, I'm going to talk about this tomorrow because, you know, I'm just thinking about the safety concerns, right? Because there's no reason why eight people should have died, you know? I mean, I get, you know, people get excited and, and you know, you get, and people, you know, they, kind of, they rush the stage and you get a couple of people get trampled or whatever, but eight people dying? And then there's the... um the cardiac arrest uh, uh, angle, but I'm not even going to get into that because I, I don't know enough about it. I find it strange what I've heard. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stay on the safety uh, angle for a moment. Actually, I'm just gonna stay there for this conversation. So I'm, I'm telling her uh, that, yeah, I'm going to talk about this. I, you know, that, and you know, there's just, there were so many laps in, in, you know, in the safety component of this show. And so she's giving me all these arguments, but you can't really say this. You can't really say that, blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't know anything about Travis Scott. I don't know anything about any of those artists that I called out. I don't know anything about them at all. I know a little bit about Earth, Wind & Fire. That's it, okay? All the mother people, and, and, and even less about Master P, okay? All the mother people, I don't know. 
All right. So my sister goes, hold on. So she puts me on hold. Like I'm on the phone. She's on the phone. She puts me on hold. And then she, um, she comes back and she has her son on the phone. Now, Zachary is, he's in his twenties. He's, I, I don't know. He's in his twenties. He's an adult. Right. And so, you know, what I didn't know is that she had been talking with Zach uh, about, um, about this situation and Zach happens to be a big Travis Scott fan. So, you know, um, she's, you know, trying to tell me, you know, well, you can't, you don't know what happened, which I know I don't know what happened, but you don't know what happened. There's a lot of different angles and a lot of different information. We haven't gotten blah, 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 you know, and I'm just sitting there and then Zach hit me with something. And I guess it was, he hit me with this. He goes, well, you know, Travis Scott is known for, um, encouraging his, his fans to rage. I said, what? I don't know anything about Travis Scott. Okay. He goes, yeah. Um, yeah. He tells them to, you know, to rage and, you know, and to, you know, even the, to, this is what Zach said to fight security, you know, and he encourages them to, cause I thought, okay, first of all, there's too many people there and you know, they should have not had so many people there. And my sister was like, Oh, well they did, uh, you know, they did limit the amount of people, but it looked like that was ignored and blah, blah, blah. And then Zachary goes, well, you know, he tells his fans to just show up, just show up. If you have a ticket or not, it doesn't matter. You just show up and come in, just overwhelm security and come in and rage, right? And I said, huh, very interesting. Now I'm going back to the cameraman. I'm going to the sound crew. Uh, I mean, the crew and, and the stage and managers and all this. If Travis has, if he has set a, a um, culture of raging and defying authority and overwhelming, uh, you know, security and doing what you want to do and, and, you know, and just, you know, lashing out or whatever. If he encourages this or he, if he did in the past, that would extend to his crew. Okay, it would extend to this group, meaning they are not they are desensitized to things going on that uh, that is uh, um, jeopardizing or, or, or heightening security and safety um, measure or uh, uh, issues. That's what I want to say. Um, they, they're going to be des desensitized to that. If there is a safety issue or a security issue, they're not, they're not going to tune into that. They're not going to be sensitive to it, right? Because this man has already set a culture of defiance. Okay? 
He has set a culture. And then what I didn't know also, my nephew goes, yeah. And, you know, you know, he's all about the kids. And he, he likes for, you know, to do things, a lot of things for the kids and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, wait, 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 wait a minute. When you say kids, what are you talking about? Oh, little kids. Preteen kids. So wait a minute. So he has in his concerts, he, he encourages his fans, the crowds to rage and to, you know, explode and release this aggression with preteens, young kids in the audience. Doesn't that sound um, irresponsible to you? Sounds irresponsible to me. I mean, listen, I get, you know, teens are going to have, young adults are going to have, and it's just the nature of it, you know, they're going to have this this level of, of, of angst anyway, right? And, and I get it, you know, giving them what is supposed to be a safe place to, to release all that. I get it, but you have to have some parameters. You have to have some barriers and some controls, right? Because you cannot have them play in the same arena as little kids. It's dangerous for little kids. So is it no wonder that one of the persons or people that that passed away was a young child, 10 years old? Another nine year uh, he's nine another one that's nine years old is fighting for his life right now. They shouldn't have never been there. But then again, um, that many people shouldn't have been there. And then, well, and then again, Travis shouldn't be encouraging defiance or defiant behavior. I mean, you can only play with fire for so long before you get burned. You know what I mean? So this, I mean, it was just a recipe for disaster. Um, so last I heard he's being sued, um, live nation, is it live nations being sued? Astro world's being sued. And for some reason, Drake is being sued. I don't, I don't know his angle. Uh, you know, I don't know that angle. Um, <laughs> but see, now there could possibly be criminal charges because technically what Travis Scott was doing was he was inciting a riot. Last I checked, that's against the law. So let me back up. Um, it is alleged <laughs> that he was inciting a riot. His past uh, attitude and behaviors would suggest that. 
And if they find that to be true, then um, he might be in real trouble. But this goes beyond Travis Scott because, see, now we're talking about um, other groups being affected, you know, other outside shows, outdoor shows being affected. It's not just going to rest with Travis Scott. It's going to there is going to be huge ramifications because of this. And I. I wouldn't be surprised if they make an example out of Travis Scott. I am not advocating for that. Um, I believe that I don't, I, I don't think that was his intent. You know, he didn't intend for people to get hurt, but you can't, <laughs> you can't sit here and, and, and play, you know, uh, with destructive behavior and encourage destructive behavior and not not see a result of that or not uh receive um the negative consequence of that you know what i mean um let me see if i can read this um what else music popping up so here's this thing on um this is the bbc news it says travis scott festival tragedy oh uh, travis scott festival tragedy um were warning signs missed at astroworld i would say yes but okay let's let's go on it says for almost 40 minutes after Houston police and firefighters responded to a mass casualty event at Travis Scott's packed Astroworld Music Festival on Friday, the superstar continued to perform. By the time he left the stage, it had become one of the deadliest concerts in U.S. history. You think they're not going to make an example out of him? Eight people died and dozens more were injured. Fans were filmed chanting, stop the show. And pleading for staff to help. One even climbed onto a camera platform to point out the injured. Scott eventually ended his set about 15 to 20 minutes ahead of the advertised time. But questions remain about why it didn't finish sooner. 9.30 9.30 right there that's when a few people started going down Houston Police Chief Troy Finner said at a press conference on Saturday our people stepped up and immediately went to the producers and told them hey we got people going down this show ended at 10 10 p.m. I just wanted to acknowledge that so <laughs> from 9.30 to 10 10 that's over 40 minutes Did I did did I miss that's over forty minutes? Scott, one of the biggest names in rap music, launched the event in twenty eighteen. He said in the Instagram video that he was not he was not aware how bad things were during his headline set this year. Anytime I can make out anything that's going on, I just stop the show and help them get the help they need, he said. I could just never imagine the severity of the situation. 
But see, that's why you have crew, you have stage managers and, you know, people like that, or you should, that are supposed to be taking care of those things while you are performing. Because, yeah, you, you, you're not going to, I mean, let you, you are human, you're performing, you're, you're trying to stay somewhat in the present moment, you know what I mean? In the present tense, but you, you're performing. That's why you got help to make sure that, you know, other things are not going awry. Okay. Um, and he's had past instances, which I'm not going to get into. Uh, we don't need to read all that, but I just, I wanted to read, you know, just a little bit, um, of, uh, you know, of what's being said right now about, you know, the, the festival and about Travis Scott. Oh, look, let me read this little part. It says in 2015, he was charged with disorderly conduct after encouraging fans in Chicago to ignore security and rush the stage. And you think they're not going to pull all this? I mean, they're already pulling it, you know, going back in his past, you know, uh, recounting some of this uh, disturbing behavior and, and, and encouraging people to to act out negatively you think they're not gonna use that and it's like i said it's not just gonna affect him it's gonna affect other uh performers going forward but then again it should because we're talking about people's lives we're talking about safety and you know with us still being in a pandemic more should have been done to make sure that only the amount of tickets that were sold, those people were allowed into onto the grounds, and that's it. Um, they already know that he has a history of uh, inciting, uh, uh, encouraging people to, you know, uh, show up without a ticket. So more should have been done to ensure that that didn't happen. Okay. Um, because we're still in the pandemic, more should have been done to make sure. Now, of course you can't maintain the six foot diff, uh, uh, distance or six feet dis distance between each other. You can't probably can't do that, but you know, they could have been spread out more. And when they see, when they saw that, you know, mobs were starting to form, they should have broke that up immediately you know if it means putting you know putting extra barriers or barricades whatever more should have been done and I believe that going forward you're gonna see um some real um uh, aggressive measures um being put in place with regards to um safety because you can't that you cannot no city is going to and then I do believe that you know at the very least he can be banned from playing at in in different cities <laughs> you know what I mean so that's messing with his money also I mean listen. <laughs> 
your brand cannot be such that it is encouraging people to to be defiant, to be openly defiant, you know, and to act against um, uh, their own safety and health. You know what I mean? That so I hear that Ben Crump has taken um, has taken taken on the case, and if you know anything about Mister Crump, um, he's not gonna let up. Um, he's definitely going to, um, he, he, he's going, he's going to go, he's going to go for the jugular, (laughs) you know what I mean? And I, I mean, it's, it's sad because, you know, I look at it and, you know, here's a young black man, he's, you know, fairly successful, you know, um, and now that's being, you know, jeopardized because he, you know, he he wanted to build his brand off of being, you know, this, uh, you know, this 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 uh, person that acts outside of, you know, uh, of. You, well, I don't want to say that he's acting outside of the law, but he's definitely challenging authority in, um, in a way that's, um, detrimental to people's, um, safety. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not saying that because there's a lot that, um, that we need to challenge as far as our, you know, our judicial system, our laws, or, you know, our social contract, you know, we, yeah, we need to challenge those things. But what he's doing is he's telling people, um, not for the sake of, of, uh, uh, elevating our position in the social, um, construct or whatever but he's wanting people to 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 be destructive just because you know what I mean just because and then what's so interesting about it is that you know these are young (laughs) his concert goers these are young most of them young white or non-black attendees you know what I mean you think they they not going to address this situation harshly you know um i i i i don't know um i i don't think it looks good for for Travis Scott i don't think it looks good um i think that we're going to see some very different um things and setups, uh, with regards to outdoor concerts. Um, well, with regards to those types of concerts, um, if they don't just ban them all together, I mean, and I know that seems extreme, but what a lot of people don't realize is that we're in extreme times who would have thought that the whole entire world was shut down? That's extreme. That is extreme. So you think that it's beyond 
reason or not reason, but beyond comprehension or imagination or whatever, that they would ban certain types of, of concerts. You don't think that can happen? After what we just witnessed last year and part of this year, you don't think that can happen? <laughs> I'm just sitting back and and watching this whole thing unfold. I, I hate that, you know, um, I hate that those people lost their lives. I hate that, you know, the family of those who who perished. I hate that, you know, I mean, they, I'm sure they didn't think that when, you know, their loved ones left that day or that night that they wouldn't see them again. You know what I mean? Over a concert. You know what I mean? A concert that they lost their lives at a concert. I don't know. I don't know. What I do know is that even, you know, we can set aside the whole pandemic thing. Um, we just need to do better, at, you know, just as a society. I mean, why do we have to, if, and I get it, I'm a musician and, you know, there's music that I hear and, you know, it, it, you know, good music, it does something to me, you know, it speaks to me, right? But if you're listening to something or you're feeding on something that's causing you to rage and, and, and to act violently, <laughs> and then on top of that, the artist himself is encouraging you to just rage, let it all out. And, and on, on the surface, I get it. But again, you have to have some controls. You have to have some, some parameters. You can't just, I mean, that was just so irresponsible of him. And I hate, I, I mean, like I, I just, I didn't know that about him. And I hate that he, he incorporated that into his brand. Um, I just, I, I hate it because it, it's so unnecessary. I mean, if the music is good, then it, it should be able to stand on its own and it shouldn't have to, uh, rely on antics and, you know, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, I mean, why, why encourage people to, you know, to, you know, break the law when it don't even matter when that don't. So you can get into a concert. So that you can go stand outside where it's hot and sticky. Muggy. People stank. All that. You're going to break the law and, and break into a con and it's <laughs> look, if I'm going to break into a concert, uh, or, 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 you know, rush a concert, you know, that I didn't pay for, uh, look, <laughs> it ain't going to be over no Travis Scott. <laughs> it's going to be, 
my opinion, it's going to be somebody who, <laughs> who has, <laughs> it's going to be over real music. Okay. You know, and I hear that this guy, Travis Scott, I hear that, you know, he supposedly he's a solid musician, solid producer. That's what my nephew Zachary said. And maybe that's true, right? Maybe that's true. But then produce better music. You know, encourage people to, to, um, you know, uh, bum rush the the voting booths <laughs> you know or encourage people to even uh uh ignore this phony two party system in you know in in support you know a third or a chan a third uh, you know whatever you know um i mean there's so many righteous causes that we can stand and, and be defiant and, you know, and unmovable and unshakable, not for no concert, not for no concert. Mm -mm. No, no. So I don't know. This is really just a rant, just, you know, kind of, you know, what I'm thinking, which is not much, um, because it, it that kind of behavior, honestly and truly is beyond my level of comprehension. I don't, I don't understand it. And, you know, one could say, well, cause you're old, that's what you don't understand. Well, you know, when I was younger, I didn't understand that. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> You know, if we're going to be radical, let's be radical, you know, for something that actually matters, not for some doggone concert. You know what I mean? That to me, that makes no sense at all. And then you you don't even provide a safe way for these people to, as you put, rage. You don't even provide a safe space for them to do that. <laughs> I mean, it's just, and I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm, this, it's just, it, it's ludicrous to me. It is ludicrous. It's, it's insanity. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. So now, <laughs> you possibly have to answer for eight or more lives because you wanted to be radical. You wanted to be edgy and, you know, and, and, you know, stand against the, you know, the fray or whatever, you know, stand against the machine and, you know, So now, not only is your money of oh, I saw something here where he said he was going to refund, um, he was going to refund the 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 ticket sales, which he should, he should, he should. Mm, mm, mm. 
Look, check it out. It says pre-show concerns. Fears about crowd safety have been raised before this year's event. A security plan obtained by the New York Times addressed several, several areas of concern. Based on the site's layout and numerous past experiences, the potential for multiple alcohol drug related incidents, possible evacuation needs and the ever present threat of a mass casualty situation are identified as key concerns. Before Scott took to the stage, local news teams filmed fans bursting through gates and bypassing security checkpoints. The city's police chief also visited the star in his dressing room to convey concerns about concerns about the energy in the crowd. See, I didn't know any of this. I just looked at the situation and it was very apparent that there were some lapses. That there were some security breaches and safety concerns. We have got to do better. We, we have got to do better business, you know, cause this, basically the, you know, when we pare it down, it's even though he's entertaining, this is a business and his business, um, his business failed, um, this time. And now his, his, um, lapse in judgment, um, his faulty brand is possibly going to affect other businesses. Don't think that this is a one-off, that they're just going to deal with him and then everything's going to go back to normal. Things are not going to go back to normal. I'm not trying to be a, uh, a doom and gloom or whatever. I, I'm just saying you, you really have to pay attention to what is going on. Um, and things are, I mean, we're in a reset and we're in a reset with everything. Entertainment does not get a pass. I thank you guys for joining me. Uh, listen, uh, if you, usually the, the, the episodes are, you know, are a little more, um, there's a little more direction. This was really just me, um, just kind of processing, processing what has happened because it's, it's not something like I, I I just don't understand it. I don't understand how, you know, all you know these little these little warning signs popped up and nobody really took them seriously. Not really, you know. Um, it just it really boggles my mind. So this show was really about me tr just working through it and processing it. Um, I hope that it wasn't too boring for you. Uh, sometimes I just have to talk things out. Okay. But anyway, make sure that you check out my other episodes. Uh, currently I am, uh, doing a scene like a year long, uh, uh, series with my good friend, Mr. Ed Brown, Edward Brown Esquire. He is a semi-retired attorney based in South Carolina. So I have, I don't know, we're probably up to, I don't know, 
uh, part 20 or whatever. <laughs> it's We're discussing his book. His book is called Memoirs of a Black Southern Lawyer, Volume 1. And he has Volume 2, which is soon to be released um, at the beginning of 2022. And then uh, Volume 3, which um, we don't know. There's no release or publish date, publishing date, but uh, he'll let us know when he's ready to release it. So anyway, make sure that you follow me. Make sure that you like and share the podcast. Don't let this uh, episode scare you away. I have um, conversations with uh, many interesting people, uh, several people in the trucking industry, um, Let's see, um, CEO of a charter school, uh, an artist, um, a several pastors. Um, let's see, um, a professor, college professor, um, counselor, uh, gosh, um, an influencer. Um, I know I'm missing, I'm missing someone. But anyway, they are good conversations and it's really about um, talking about issues that affect um, people in our community, the black community, and um, just having a safe space to talk about these things without other uh, influences and fragility. So that's uh, that's what you'll get when you pop in and listen to an episode of uh, Natural Soul Conversations. So anyway, we're on Instagram and Facebook at In Soul Conversations or Natural Soul Conversations. You can also uh, email us at In Soul Conversations at gmail.com. That's N S O U L Conversations at gmail.com. Um, check out our website, In Soul Conversations.com. Or when you listen to this episode through any of your major, pla- uh, the major uh, podcast platforms, um, the, the website will be in the show notes so just check it out um it gives more information about you know about you know what we do what the conversations are about and how you can partner with us because we are looking for partnerships okay so anyway i think that's it um yeah so until next time keep the conversations going <laughs>